Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will... Broadcast. This, this is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. The lies continue about a hospital bombing that never happened, and uh, it was a Hamas terrorist group that did it in the first place. But the left and the corporate media in America were very, very, very happy to blame Israel for it. And even as the truth comes out, they're unwilling to retract their statements. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. But I want to tell you about a a, a gross violation of the First Amendment that occurred today, officially, before the show today. I've talked about this guy before. His name is Douglas Mackey. Douglas Mackey. So during the election in 2016, Douglas Mackey put out some memes mocking Hillary Clinton supporters. And he has just been sentenced to seven months in prison after being found guilty of election interference for making memes disparaging Hillary Clinton. Now, there was zero evidence to suggest that any single voter attempted to cast their ballot via text in response to Mackey's meme. So here's what he did. On the eve of the 2016 election, he put out a, a, a meme. So a meme, if you don't know what a meme is, it's you take a, a, a funny little picture and you, you know, you, you, you put words on it and that sort of thing. And, and this particular picture, it had a picture of a woman and it had a Hillary Clinton for America sign behind it. And the text on the picture said, avoid the line, vote from home, text Hillary to 59925. All right. 59925. At the time, he went by at the Ricky Vaughn on Twitter was his name. Ricky Vaughn, of course, obviously the pitcher for Major League. And that was his that was his uh, his his moniker that he used. Anyway, so he was he was he's just been sentenced to seven months in prison for the crime of making memes that the United States Department of Justice did not think were funny. Now, the government's argument was there might have been a moron out there who thinks that in America you can text you can vote by texting as if it's American Idol or something like that. And since there might be a moron out there who may have texted instead of voting, he needs to go to jail for that. That's the government's premise. That's the premise of the argument. Now, first of all, if you're dumb enough to fall for this meme, 
I don't want you voting in the first place because you're an idiot. That's number one. Really? No, you are. You're an idiot. That, that No one in America should be allowed. If you believe that you can vote by text, you should not be able to vote by law. You should be you should be barred from. I wouldn't even let you drive a car. I think that's how stupid you are because you've watched way too much reality television and you've watched way too many times where the judges say vote now text, you know, whatever. And and, and v- let your voice be heard on on shows like American Idol and The Masked Singer or whatever else it is. But at no point in the United States of America have we ever, ever talked about voting by text or by email or online or anything. There have been ideas to do those things, but there's not a single place that allows you to do that in America. You have to actually go and vote or cast a mail-in ballot. And so this guy put out this meme out there, which I thought was pretty funny. Avoid the line, vote from home, text Hillary to 59925. Now, there's no evidence that any idiots actually did this. But it doesn't matter because he was a pro-Trump troll, is how he was described, a pro-Trump troll. And because for that reason, he had to be punished, you see. And the United States of America, the government of the United States of America, your taxpayer dollars were used to prosecute this man. The hardworking, brave people at the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the Department of Justice Using your taxpayer dollars. This is why, thank God, we didn't have a government shutdown. Imagine if they can't, couldn't go after people like this. How would America survive? If we were closed, if the government was closed, how could we go after people like this who are such a threat to America? So your taxpayer dollars were used in the United States Court of the Eastern District of New York. Mackey, who was known as Ricky Vaughn on Twitter, was found guilty of the federal charge of making memes that jokingly encourage Hillary Clinton supporters to cast their votes via text message. This is not actually a viable form of voting, as you know, which Mackey and everyone else knew as well. There was no evidence to suggest that any voter attempted to cast their ballot via text in response to his meme. Tomorrow at 11.30 a.m., Doug Mackey will be sentenced in a New York City courtroom on a sham conspiracy. That's literally, they use the conspiracy. Conviction for sharing an anti-Hillary Clinton meme, all thanks to a bunch of lies and half-truths spewed by a morbidly obese Fed informant who goes by the name Microchip. The meme that Mackey was convicted of disseminating was directed at Hillary Clinton voters, but other memes, also instructing people to vote for president via text, were distributed by social media users telling people to cast their vote for Trump via text. You want to bet? You want to you want to go out on a limb here? Huh? And 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 make the bold prediction that nothing happened to them? Are you ready? Are you feeling lucky? Cuz nothing happened to them, of course. Mackie was convicted while no one else was even charged. There's a woman on Twitter named Christina Wong. She goes by at Ms. Christina Wong, who tweeted out the following, "Hey Trump supporters, skip the poll lines election 2016 and text in your vote text votes are legit or vote tomorrow on super wednesday she even included a little video with that as well and she wore a red maga hat and she had trump signs behind her she was not charged the case is as the new york times reported at the time the first criminal case in the united states of america involving voter suppression through the spread of disinformation on twitter The Department of Justice claimed that the meme from Mackey, Ricky Vaughn, constituted election interference 
And the court agreed. Despite there being no evidence to support the notion that anyone who saw the meme was deceived by it. But of course, here's the reality. If you saw a tweet on social media from somebody that said, hey, Trump supporters, text in your vote or vote on Super Wednesday, you would know that it was fake. You'd know it's a fugazi because you're voting for Trump, which means you're not an idiot. But if you were voting for Hillary Clinton, there's a high likelihood you're a moron. So in that sense, it's very plausible that you would get duped by a meme like this. And you see, there, therein lies the difference. Oh, that and the fact that the government is never going to go after somebody who is trying to mislead Trump voters. They're only going to go after somebody who is trying to mislead Hillary Clinton voters. Because what the government wanted to do, what the Department of Justice wanted to do, was to punish these so-called Trump trolls on Twitter for all their misinformation. So even though this clearly was satire, even though this clearly was over the top, even though clearly and the standard is would a reasonable person agree that this is satire and me being quite reasonable, I knew it was satire. Just as I knew it was satire when Christina Wong suggested that I vote on Wednesday when Election Day was Tuesday. So if that's the reasonable standard test, then how is this man going to jail? Now, hopefully this will be appealed to the United States Supreme Court. I think the United States Supreme Court needs to step in here. Because there's so much wrong with this case. A, this is clearly the First Amendment of the Constitution, which allows you and me to make freaking jokes, political jokes, political humor. He did not interfere in the election. Ricky Vaughn did not go and unplug any machines. He didn't block any entranceways to polling places. He didn't, he didn't give people, he didn't even stand outside a polling place and say, oh, it's actually across the street and send people the wrong way. He made a joke on social media. The other test is, is, is the speech something where a reasonable person would say that somebody's actions were the direct result of that speech? Well, if you, again, voted by text for Hillary Clinton because of his speech, the question then is not, did he commit election interference? The question is, why were you not a more responsible voter? Why were you not more responsible to understand how to vote in the United States of America? The third thing about this that really bothers me is that, again, the United States Department of Justice, this weaponized Department of Justice that we have in this country, took the time to go after this guy in court using taxpayer resources to prosecute this man, this man, because they didn't like what he said. You want to talk about a weaponized Department of Justice? You want to talk about a weaponized Attorney General Merrick Garland, who is butthurt over the fact that he never got a hearing for the United States Supreme Court. Sorry, Matt DeSantis, but I said it. There I said it. He is butthurt. Merrick Garland's very butthurt over that fact. You have to say it three more times. What? Butthurt? Uh, well, uh. He's incredibly upset by the fact. Is that better? That's better. You're welcome. That he did not get a hearing for the United States Supreme Court when Barack Obama nominated him. And he was he's been butthurt ever since. And so he's got he wants to cast revenge against Republicans. And that's what he's doing as attorney general. He's getting his revenge because Merrick Garland is a petty, petty thug is that's who he is. Whether it's a mom at a school board meeting, whether it's a Catholic who prays in Latin, a pro-life person doing prayers outside of an abortion clinic or a guy making memes on Twitter. He wants to go after all of these people. That's what he wants to do. That's what he's doing. He's doing a very good job of it, by the way. The Department of Justice claimed that the meme in question from Mackey, again, where he told Hillary Clinton supporters to text their vote, 
constituted election interference, and the court agreed, despite there being no evidence. His tweet said, hashtag, I'm with her, hashtag, go Hillary, avoid the line, vote from home, text Hillary to 59925. Again, let's contrast that with the woman, who Christina Wong, who tweeted out the same thing. She had a MAGA hat on, Trump signs in the background, and said, hey, Trump supporters, supporters, text in your vote or vote on Wednesday. Why was she not charged? Why was he charged? What's the difference in what they did? Same exact thing. They literally did the same thing. They both made a satirical meme on social media trying to get people to, because I don't think either of them actually thought it was going to be effective. I, I, I'm not going to stand here and, and presume that Christina Wong actually thought that it would be effective and that somehow Trump voters were going to wait till Wednesday to vote or text by me, by, by uh, vote by text. Nor am I going to sit here and say that this guy really thought that that's what was going to happen. So I don't think their intent here really was to, to interfere in the election. But again, how is it election interference? Let me ask you a question. You're driving home on election night from work, car crash, and traffic's blocked up, backed up for miles. You can't get to the polling place. Can you sue the driver of the car who denied you the ability to vote because you didn't make it to the polls on time? Can you sue the police for shutting down the road? Can you sue the poll workers for not staying open later to accommodate you? Can you sue the state for having a cutoff time for voting? Why not? All those people interfered with your ability to vote in the election. You're driving home from work and and it's bad weather out there. And the weather person told you it was going to be nice out, but it turned out that it rained. And so everybody's driving like they always do in the rain, like an idiot. And you didn't make it there in time. Can you sue the weather person because they they told you it was going to be nice out and you just didn't leave enough time to leave your job? How about your boss? If your boss keeps you for a, a late meeting on election day and you miss your chance to vote, can you sue him for election interference? Could the government prosecute him for election interference? Or is it that you as an adult, a registered voter, you're supposed to take personal responsibility here, meaning you're supposed to know how to vote and plan accordingly which is why there's multiple ways for you to vote, except you can't vote by text message. If you're driving home and outside the polling place, somebody puts up a sign that says uh, Johnny's Pizza and you fall for it and you think it's actually Johnny's Pizza and not the polling place that you voted for in the past, do we sue the person who put up the Johnny's Pizza sign? Does the government prosecute that person? Or do we just acknowledge that you're just a dope and you got duped because you're just not that smart? And maybe you shouldn't be voting anyway. We're going to go after people for political speech. It's got to be the kind of political speech, because political speech is the highest protection afforded under the First Amendment. It's got to be something where you, your speech directly, directly is threatening somebody to do something, directly leading to somebody to do something. I'll give you an example. I stand up and I say, let's take back our country. That is not threatening political speech. I stand up and I say, go blow up the Capitol building. Now I've crossed the line. But you're smart enough to know the difference. And under the the law, we understand the difference. Take back my country is hyperbole, telling people to blow up a government building, which Antifa does, by the way, and they're more than happy to keep doing it. And they did throughout the summer of 2020. That's a federal crime because you can't say those things. You can't encourage people to do those things. You can say the president of the United States needs to go 
But what you can't say is, and somebody needs to take him out, kill him. You can't threaten the president of the United States in that matter. You can't say those things. We all understand the distinction. Rational people understand the difference between standing up and saying, this president needs to be taken out versus this president needs to be assassinated. We understand the difference. That's how, as a country, we function in the world of political speech. We understand the distinction. Except this government, this Department of Justice does not. So if the former president stands up and says, we're going to march down the Capitol and make our voices heard, even though he said the word peacefully, but that's irrelevant because he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to qualify it. They'll charge him with a federal offense. For the actions of other people who did not get any specific instructions from him to do anything illegal other than to go to the Capitol building and make their voices heard, which is entirely legal. And I know somebody's about to tweet me and say, and Trump said to do it peacefully. I understand that, but you don't. There's nothing in the First Amendment that says you have to qualify your speech with the word peacefully. You don't have to. You just can't instruct people to do things that are violent or illegal. You don't have to put disclaimers in political speech. I mean, you do if you're doing political mail pieces. You have to put disclaimers around the who paid for it and things like that. But that's not what I'm talking about. And you know that. You don't have to stand up there and say, we're going to march down the Capitol and take back our country peacefully now. And if you don't say peacefully, they get charged with a federal offense. We know the difference. We understand the difference. This government does not. Because this government just wants to punish people who supported Donald Trump, period. That's what they want to do. That's what they're doing. So he, he, he says now this guy, and, and look, I don't have to like Ricky Vaughn. I don't have to agree with Ricky Vaughn. I don't have to like the fact that he was sending out tweets suggesting the importance of limiting black turnout. But I have news for you. There are political consultants all the time who sit around the table and say, how do we limit black turnout? How do we limit limit? White turnout. How do we limit the turnout of women? How do we limit the turnout of angry white men? Those conversations are had in every political campaign office in America at one point or another. How do we get our people to vote? How do we get the elderly to stay home? Because this issue is really contentious for them and we don't want them coming out to vote. It's all protected speech. A strategy to suppress the black vote Using physical intimidation, stopping them from going into a voting, a polling place, stealing their ballots, or any of the other crap that Democrats used to do under Jim Crow, that is illegal. Nobody disagrees with that. Sitting around and having a strategy by saying, you know what, in order to win in Philadelphia, we have to make sure the black vote doesn't exceed 10%. So let's focus our male efforts on this part of the city versus that part of the city is something that happens every day in Democrat primaries in this city of Philadelphia by people running for things like mayor of Philadelphia as a Democrat. But the Department of Justice said, nope, this guy's a racist. And this guy uh, made this meme, election misinformation, election interference, and threw the book at him. And they took issue with his joke saying, quote, the fine print at the bottom of the deceptive image stated the following. Must be 18 or older to vote. One vote per person. Must be a legal citizen of the United States. Voting by text not available in Guam, Puerto Rico, Alaska, or Hawaii. 
paid for by Hillary Clinton for president 2016. Now, again, that's clearly satire. It's clearly satirical. It's clearly protected political speech. And if you're dumb enough to fall for that, that's on you. But the problem is not what he said. It's, it's not his tweet. The problem is that the United States of America is hell-bent on punishing its citizens for speech it doesn't like. Hell-bent on it. Hell-bent on punishing people for what they consider to be misinformation or disinformation. And this is what the United States attorney said at the time. Mackey has been found, or said today when this came out, Mackey has been found guilty by a jury of his peers of attempting to deprive individuals from exercising their sacred right to vote for the candidate of their choice in the 2016 presidential election. Today's verdict proves that the defendant's fraudulent actions cross the line into criminality and flatly rejects his cynical attempt to use the constitutional right of free speech as a shield for his scheme to subvert the ballot box and suppress the vote. How did he subvert the ballot box? How? How did a single person not have the ability to vote because of his tweet? Not one, not a single person. Whether they fell for it or not, they were not deprived of their right to vote. How did he suppress their vote? How were their votes suppressed? And are they alleging that, that people who are black voters are, are, are dumber than white voters? Is that what the United States of America is alleging here? Because it certainly sounds like it to me in the complaint. Because he had a picture of a black woman on there. So is the United States of America, and, and when the Christina Wong woman put out her tweet, she was clearly targeting, I guess, white people. So is the United States of America suggesting that black people are dumber than white people? And so if you put a black woman on a meme, that they're more likely to fall for it than white people are? Is that what the United States of America is actually arguing here in court? Sounds pretty racist to me. Because I know a lot of black people with wonderful sense of humor who would have found that to be ridiculous. The United States of America, I guess, just thinks they're, they're all dumb. As alleged in the complaint between September 2016 and November 2016, in the lead up to November 8th, 2016 presidential election, Mackey conspired with others to use social media platforms, including Twitter, to disseminate fraudulent messages designed to encourage supporters of one of the presidential candidates to vote via text message or social media, a legally invalid method of voting. According to the allegations in the complaint, the defendant exploited a social media platform to infringe on one of the most basic and sacred rights guaranteed by the Constitution, the right to vote. The complaint underscores the department's commitment to investigating and prosecuting those who would undermine citizens' voting rights. The prosecution could not provide one single evidence of a single person who was deprived their right to vote because of Mackey's satirical meme. Not one. But we don't, it doesn't, but it's irrelevant, right? Evidence is irrelevant. Donald Trump has also been charged with conspiracy against uh, rights of people to vote in the Biden Department of Justice's campaign against him over the Capitol riot of January 6th, the argument by the government of the United States is that when Trump d- denied the election results and spread that misinformation, he somehow deprived people of their constitutional right to vote or breathe or live or something. I don't know. But this is why we need Jim Jordan as speaker, because he's one of the architects behind the House Select Subcommittee 
on the weaponization of government. And this government is so weaponized against you and me, its own people. Have you ever seen it like this before? Ted is in Swarthmore. Ted, how are you? Hey, Rich. Good to hear from you, bud. Hey, I I have to make a disclaimer. I told Matt to begin with that uh, Friday I did not make it to Cape May because I had to go to the Paw Patrol movie with my granddaughters. And uh, I didn't go to Barbie, and I didn't go to Taylor Swift. Okay, just want to let you know that in advance. All right, fair. You, then you, you're the excused. Other thing, <laughs> am I? Thank you. Thank you, Rich. And the other thing was, um, if Joe Biden's on his way back from Israel and he stops by East Palestine and he can't find a train wreck, does he still get credit for going to East Palestine? It's an excellent point. He has still not been to East Palestine, Ohio, uh, over the train wreck. Oh, oh, oh so, that's right. It's Ohio. But right. he could have been going to East Palestine right. and Listen, got confused. It's very he possible. He'll get credit for it. You're damn right he will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, his, 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 uh, the fembot, they'll put it in her little brain there that, that, that that's what happened. And he was already there. And he said, no kidding. Not, no, not, no joking, man. No joke. No, no joke, folks. All right, Ted, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. And uh, you better come to the next one. All right, 855-839-1210. Coming right back. Uh, President Biden uh, speaking right now, I guess, I believe. Let's see uh, what he's talking about, Matt. Well, I don't go to it live, but let's just um, figure out what the president is. Well, actually, let's jump in live for a second here. I think this is live on Air Force That's One, perhaps. what, exactly? On everything. So, <laughs> we, we, no, I, I was very blunt about the need to support getting humanitarian aid to Gaza. Get it to Gaza and do it quickly. All right. And, and that, Any more for the hospital, sir? May I? Oh, don't. Okay. May I ask you about There's a report in the Times of Israel that says Biden officials have indicated to Israel in recent days that if Hezbollah initiates a war against Israel, the U.S. military will join the IDF in fighting the terrorist group. Not true. Not true. I've never said. I think there's a lesser chance now that Israel won't go in and um, into Gaza, and that can be averted. We had a long talk about that and what alternatives there are. Our military is talking with our military about what the alternatives are, but I'm not going to go into that either. Did you find BB receptive to the humanitarian argument you made? In- yes. Was there, was there any pushback from him, or you felt that you were able to get across that? Well, we've had a number of discussions on this. It's not, not new. Look, I don't know what you picked up in Israel, but I got no pushback. Virtually none. Let me say it again. I got no pushback. From the Israelis or from, from every, all the partners here? All the partners. Virtually none. And, uh, and this is, look, it's... Uh, Anyway, but I'm hopeful we can get some Americans out as well of Gaza, and hopefully we can continue to work toward getting uh, other Americans out through other means as well. Can you talk about the impact of meeting the survivors and the first responders? That's all personal. Look, I... I spent an hour and a half about 17 or 18 before and, and I don't know how to say this. Uh, virtually every mass shooting, every 
circumstance where a large number of people have been victimized and lost, I spoke with them. I learned a long time ago, which you've all learned in your life as well. When someone's going through something that is beyond their comprehension that they ever thought they'd have to go through, if they see someone who they think understands or maybe been through something not the same but similar, it gives them some sense of hope. And I always get criticized sometimes by my staff because when I go to these events, I stay for three and four hours and answer all their questions. But it matters. It matters a lot. And, uh, and look, I'm talking, some of you have gone through a hell of a lot more than I've gone through and a lot more than other people have gone through. And you understand. So it's just, it's just, uh, people are looking for just something to grab, something that, that gives them some sense, sense of hope. And that's, if I can do a little bit of that, then it's, you know, it's worth doing. It was done for me, so. Do you think it was necessary for you to come here to get this deal done? Was the in-person diplomacy aspect really important here? What do you think? Well, I'll, I'll you answer that. You joked about the House. Do you have any view of uh, Jim Jordan and his predicament? Do I have any what? You have, do you have a view of Jim Jordan's current predicament unable to secure the speakership? I ache for him. <laughs> no. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Mr. President, with the hospital, Mr. sir, people all over the region um, are upset about the hospital and don't necessarily believe uh, you or the Israelis that they didn't have anything to do with it. Do you have a message to the people in the streets right now? Well, I can understand why in this circumstance they wouldn't believe. I can understand that. And, but uh, I would not, you notice I don't say things like that unless I have faith in the source from which I've gotten it. Our Defense Department says it's highly unlikely that it was Israelis, but if it had a different footprint and they've intercepted some anyway. Yeah. And uh, so that's why, if you notice, I didn't say it first. I, didn't, I wanted to make sure that I knew. And look, and I'm not suggesting that Hamas deliberately did it either. It's that old thing, got to learn how to shoot straight. It's not the first time Hamas has launched something that didn't function very well. So I, I don't know all the detail, but I do know the people at the Defense Department who I respect, and the intelligence community that I respect, is highly improbable that Israel did that. Mr. President, is, are there Israelis um, operating within the rules of war that you talked about last week being so important? Good talking to you. Thank you, Thanks, sir. Everybody. Thank, you. Thank, you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. What did you say? I got to get out of this town? Did you hear him say that? Uh, Biden's saying it's highly unlikely the hospital was bombed by Israel. Some breaking news there. Uh, I believe now Kirby is speaking. All right, so we'll keep we'll keep watching this for you. Listen, uh, for years I've been talking about the great work my friends Stephanie and Matt and the entire team at Emmons has done for me at my home. And now Emmons can bring you the same quality of work to all of your kitchen and bathroom remodeling needs. Roofing, siding, windows, and now baths and kitchens. 
Emmons is the Delaware Valley's one-stop shop for all of your home improvement needs. Just call 856-556-3229 today for a free estimate. Online at EmmonsRoofing.com or visit the Emmons Design Showroom in Cherry Hill. Emmons does great work. They did my roof, my windows, siding doors, and also kitchen and bathroom remodeling. That's the great work of Emmons Roofing. Matt and Stephanie pride themselves on their honesty and their integrity, and they'll do great work for your home. You got a choice to make when it comes to contractors, but trust the guys that have done this work for me for years and years. They serve the region, Pennsylvania, Delaware, New Jersey, and the Jersey Shore, and Emmons will get the job done right on budget. In fact, I just had my friends, Frank and Debbie, Emmons did their roof, and she was thrilled with the professional work they did, the great job, the great people, very, very happy with the outcome, and she said the roof looks beautiful. So take it from me, take it from the people that I've sent over there for the years, over the years, EmmonsRoofing.com or EmmonsRemodeling.com. Trust Emmons. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The Zioli Show, on your schedule, from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All right, 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. So Biden just babbled on Air Force One, low energy, no leadership, there's no confidence exuding by, exuded by the commander-in-chief. Nothing that says to the world, you better not mess with us or our allies, nothing. Nothing. And he's, and he's trying to have it both ways with Hamas. It's very obvious he is. Uh, it's a it's a mess. Uh, Greg is in Chestnut Hill. Hello, Greg. Hey, Rich, how you doing? Before I get to what I originally called for, it's an absolute, absolute disgrace every time you hear the, our president of the United States. He's, he's a bumbling, muttering simpleton, and yet he's the, they keep putting that camera in front of him and that microphone in front of him, and we have to listen to him. Like, I don't even watch TV. I, everything I do, I listen to. So if people would turn down their TVs and just turn up, or not look, and just turn it up, even people that, that hate Donald Trump or hate, or hate Donald Trump, for one, will listen to the difference between somebody that can speak and speak well 
and this guy who can't even read or read it well, he he he's going. His decline is so rapid; it's it's sickening. But back to back to the other. No, stuff. let me I just jump in here a second. To, I, I, I you're you're right, and if you notice how quickly they try to get him away from the cameras. They, they pull him away. They, I think they shoved him into a, a bathroom on Air Force One to get him away from the cameras. Uh, you're right. I mean, and it's bad. This decline is bad. And this, and, this, and this is when it really hits home. You know, I'm not trying to be a mean person here. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to, to belittle a guy who, who clearly has, has lost his mind. But this is, this, is, this is real life here. This isn't a freaking game. And the, you know, human lives are at stake. World peace is at stake. And this doddering old man should not be there. He does not have... The mental capacity to be the president. We all know what he has. We all see it. We all hear it. And this is no time for a guy like that to be the commander in chief of the United States military. Period. Right. Yeah. He he's not even trying to think of something coherent to say. He's just trying to fill the next word in of his sentence. Yes. Like, and these aren't big words he's using. The and I don't know. <clears throat> clearest throat this is so sad but anyway that what i was called for is you're the king of disclaimer right when you say butt hurt right you yes. got DeSantis over there running over quickly to, to say you shouldn't say that that's like when you say that uh trudeau is fidel castro's son he has to throw the disclaimer in there that no that's not true but so wait, you are the king this is this is perfect right this is perfect right now and i'll tell you why because Matt DeSantis is not in the studio. He had to run downstairs, right, Henry, to let in our guest. So he's not even here to jump in and correct me. So I can, I'm can i free right now. I can say that, ready? I could say, for example, that that um, Justin Trudeau is butthurt that his biological father, Fidel Castro, <laughs> left him as a baby. Oh, wait, DeSantis right. is walking hey, you know back in. Allegedly. <laughs> oh, yeah, allegedly. You know, what's, you know what's happening now? He's like in the silence of the lamb. Agent Starling's friend running down the hallway to tell him that Hannibal Lecter's still alive and that he called for her. That's what DeSantis was doing, running up those flights of steps. He said, he disregarded the elevator. He's now running down the hallway just to get you get that disclaimer in there. So anyway, that's, that cracks us up. So. Oh, well, thank you, buddy. I appreciate listening to the show, Greg. You have a great day. Good day. See you later. Thank you, pal. Uh, Ray is in New Jersey. Hello, Ray. Hey, Ray, uh, this is Ray. Uh, let me just first say to the previous caller, you don't skip the Zealy Army at Kid May for Paw Patrol. You can watch Paw Patrol anytime. Right now, Paw Patrol is on at 430. After this rubble, which is the puppy that is a construction puppy. Now, it starts at 5 o'clock p.m. It goes until 9 p.m. And then it starts at 430 a.m. and goes until 9 a.m. So don't skip Kid May for Paw Patrol. You can always do it on rerun. We all have kids. Yeah, I know. I dropped my kids off and made it the kid may so you can drop the kids off now but i digress i will say this thank well you said. the liberal wife she loved her birthday uh, present and she said that was the best birthday ever and i tell you i've been on this lady for 13 years and that was the best ever now this is what we're going to do we're going to get her on the local school board and then we're going to go to state representative and we're going to take her to the senate state senate and then uh, uh we'll get matt and the rest of the crew and we're going to run for uh, uh probably governor at some point so but anyway i digress <laughs> i will say this it was a wonderful time yeah she, she, she's going to be the one that has been the liberal in new jersey that is going to turn new jersey red i mark my words in the next several years but i will want to ask you on this in terms of jim jordan is it more the in, inner 
confusion that they don't want to accept that this is now a Trump party and the old guards really don't want to give up power because the likes of Jim Jordan can become a speaker. Their grip on power is no longer. Is that part of the fear? Your thoughts. And again, thank you. I wear your hat every day. It's not winter yet. I wear that hat. Even if I'm sweating, I have a handkerchief to wipe the sweat off my face. Maybe you need to get a handkerchief that says the only army, but I wear the, I wear your hat every day since Friday. Well, I, t- I tell you, right, we now have the Zioli Army shirts and hoodies available in the Kelly green color, the highly coveted Kelly green, just like the Eagles. So you can now get your Zioli Army merch in Kelly green. How cool is that? Very cool. What, what about the, the the morning show? Do you want me to buy a hoodie from them too? Nah, forget them. Just buy mine. Don't <laughs> heck, heck with them. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You I'll buy, see you on the same Why don't you support all the shows on the station, Ray? Right, listen, I drove two I hours to see you in Kid May. I, I got to go. Listen, you, you, your wife was a sweetheart, wonderful. You're a great guy, and we were thrilled that you and your wife joined us in Cape May on Friday. So thank you very much for that. We'll see you in a couple of months. All right, buddy. Thanks so much, Ray. Appreciate it. 855-839-1210. You know, as I'm I'm watching this right now and what Biden just said, and I guess there's some breaking news around what what, um, John Kirby just said a few moments ago on Air Force One. So let me just share that with you. Biden came out and a doddering old fool said nothing of, of, of substance. But the reporter, they were desperately trying to get Biden away. And what Biden said, the question that they ultimately pulled him away was, what about getting people out? Okay, what about getting people out? Meaning getting Americans who are trapped, getting American hostages released and getting innocent people out of harm's way. Biden said the the following, we're going to get people out, but I'm not going to go into any detail with you now. That's when Corrine Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, the fembot, jumped up and said, all right, guys, got to wrap it up, guys. We got to wrap it up. And that just happened a few moments ago. Then, right after that happened, Kirby started speaking to reporters for a few moments. And apparently right now, uh, what Kirby started to say to people was that they the message is, is clear to Israel not to escalate that. Reporters said people don't necessarily believe you or the Israelis didn't have anything to do with the Gaza hospital blast a reporter asked that question biden said i can understand that you know how the president can understand that i'll tell you why because you have democrats out there and the corporate media lying and saying that israel blew up this hospital that's why this is happening that's why they believe israel's behind this because you have the corporate media out there saying that it happened and you have democrats like rashida Tlaib and ilan omar and others who are out there saying that Israel blew up this hospital. First of all, it was a Hamas terror rocket. It hit the parking lot. 500 people did not die. But Biden is still allowing this lie to be told out there because, again, he doesn't want to upset his own party. His own party, they're the ones perpetuating this lie. They're the ones perpetuating this lie right now that Israel blew up a hospital and killed 500 people. And I played you a clip earlier of this unhinged Democrat, Rashida Tlaib, sobbing as she repeated the debunked claim that Israel bombed a Gaza hospital. And they're, they're out there, and you have people now starting to get arrested in on the floor of the Capitol building, on the floor of the Capitol as we speak, because they're refusing to leave the building, which last time I checked, people who did that in January of 2021, the book was thrown at them. The book was thrown at them 
in a big way. Here is a reporter saying people don't believe it was Hamas. Uh, take a listen. I'm at the hospital, sir. People all over the region are upset about the hospital and don't necessarily believe uh, you or the Israelis that they didn't have anything to do with it. Do you have a message to the people in the streets right now? Well, I can understand why in this circumstance they wouldn't believe. I can understand that. And, but uh, I would not you notice I don't say things like that unless I have faith in the source from which I've gotten it. Our Defense Department says it's highly unlikely that it was Israelis, but if it had a different footprint and it intercepted some, anyway. And uh, so that's why, if you notice, I didn't say it first. I, didn't, I wanted to make sure that I knew. And look, and I'm not suggesting that Hamas deliberately did it either. It's that old thing, got to learn how to shoot straight. So, so let's stop for a second there. He he's saying that he's not saying that Hamas did it deliberately. You got to learn how to shoot straight. Okay, that's that's what that's that's what the president is saying right now. Now, I'm I'm trying to understand again. We're all we're all trying to get all the pieces together. There's no clarity whatsoever coming from this administration. The story from National Review. That that I quoted earlier, their reporter on there, John McCormack, who is saying that according to the reports that are out, that it was not even a hospital, that the, the photographs show that a bomb hit the parking lot outside of the hospital, not the building itself. He links to a tweet from A.G. Hamilton 29, who shows on Twitter, there are pictures, we now have video of the scene showing the explosion is from the parking lot, and the buildings are intact. There is no crater, no building demolished. This is inconsistent with the type of bomb many were suggesting yesterday. Then there's also apparently drone footage that shows it was inconsistent with an airstrike at the Ali Hospital in Gaza, both before and after the explosion overnight. The Israeli Defense Forces are pointing out the absence of a crater and the lack of damage to surrounding buildings. The Israeli Defense Force has released a phone call allegedly between two Hamas operatives where one informs the other that the Islamic Jihad missile was launched from a cemetery near the hospital and the shrapnel is consistent with one of their missiles. Photos of the scene are also not consistent with any of the casualty numbers that were quickly released by Hamas their health ministry and cited through the media yesterday, even if there were refugees in the parking lot. So th- this is, this is why I mean, it, it, we're, everybody's trying to piece this together. Everybody's trying to understand the president himself came out today and says, the intelligence says Israel did not do this, that it was not Israel. But then on, on, on what he just said in air force one, he's also not blaming Gaza necessarily for this. Cause he's saying Gaza can't shoot straight. The first daylight footage of the damage done to the hospital shows that the hospital is still standing and the parking lot is destroyed. So, again, you see, this is where the the inconsistencies in the reporting here are all over the place. This is what Biden said today with his meeting with Netanyahu discussing this apparently deadly strike on this hospital. Cut number three. The point is this, that... uh, um I'm deeply saddened and outraged by the uh, 
explosion at the hospital in Gaza yesterday. And based on what I've seen, it appears as though it was done by the other team, not, not you. But there's a lot of people out there who are not sure. So we've got, a lot, we've got to overcome a lot of things. And also he's encouraging life-saving uh, capacity to help the Palestinians who are innocent caught in the middle of this. The Wall Street Journal reporting at 3.13 p.m. today, uh, four different writers on this saying, Israel, the United States government, and independent security experts cast doubt on Palestinian claims that an Israeli airstrike was responsible for a deadly explosion at a Gaza hospital compound. So they're now saying a Gaza hospital compound versus Gaza hospital, saying the preliminary evidence pointed to a local militant group. Independent analysts pouring over publicly available images of Tuesday's explosion at Al-Ali Arab Hospital in Gaza and its aftermath say the blast site doesn't bear the hallmarks of a strike with a bomber missile of the types usually used by Israel. The amount of damage also appears inconsistent with the Hamas-controlled Gaza Health Ministry's assertion that 471 people were killed. Quote, We have none of the indicators of an airstrike, none, says Michael Knights of the Washington Institute for Near East Policy, an expert on military and security issues. The United States has collected high confidence signals intelligence, signals intelligence, as it's called, indicating that the blast at the hospital in Gaza was caused by the militant group Palestinian Islamic Jihad. U.S. officials said that Uh, Israel is not responsible for the blast. A video verified by the Wall Street Journal recorded a shrieking sound and the explosion that followed. Washington's assessment that Israel wasn't behind the blast at the hospital drew in part on communications intercepts and other intelligence gathered by U.S. defense officials. Our current assessment, based on analysis of overhead imagery, intercepts and open source information, is that Israel is not responsible for the explosion at the hospital in Gaza said White House National Security Council spokeswoman Adrian Watson, and yet the U.S. continues to collect information on the incident. Uh, The small size of the open area where the explosion occurred, coupled with limited shockwave damage, was inconsistent with the death toll claimed by the Palestinian Health Ministry. Photos and videos, again, this is the Wall Street Journal here, photos and videos taken at the site of the blast show a very... I will, one second, show a very shallow crater in the parking lot outside and that the hospital's compound's building had not sustained major damage. Let me repeat that again. There's the Wall Street Journal here. Photos and videos taken at the site of the blast show a very shallow crater in the parking lot outside and the hospital compound's buildings hadn't sustained major damage. At the moment, the preponderance of evidence does point to it being a Hamas or PIJ, Palestinian Islamic Jihad group, rocket hitting the area, said Blake Splenley, an open source intelligence analyst. This is important. The question of whether or not it was a hospital that was hit or a parking lot that was hit bears an enormous, there's a huge difference in this. He said videos and photos he has reviewed showing the scene were more consistent with a death toll of about 50 rather than the 500 initially claimed by Hamas. A silent video shown in a live stream from Al Jazeera captured a blast and fire at the hospital. Palestinian claims that Israel was responsible were echoed throughout by several other 
uh, Middle East countries. And that's the latest that they have on that. So um, there's more on this. But basically what they're finding is, is more evidence of this. It appears that this was a, a strike by a local group. The quote here now, the blast took place in the parking lot of the hospital. The hospital building itself didn't suffer structural damage. That was said by Rear Admiral Daniel Hagari. Israel's chief military spokesman said with confidence there had been no Israeli strike in the hospital area. And he shared a photo of the burned out parking lot saying there was no deep crater at the site of the blast to indicate an aerial strike. He said the rocket's residual propellant, that's the fuel that boosts the rocket toward its destination, explains why the explosion was so powerful. Islamic Jihad caused the casualties in the hospital. We want the maximum transparency as we take any incident involving civilians very, very seriously, a shallow crater in the parking lot. which appears in a video of the site on Wednesday was cited by Israel as evidence that the blast was not an airstrike and the kind of damage appeared more consistent with a fireball from a rocket rather than the kind of weapons that Israel's Air Force uses, such as Joint Direct Action Munition or JDAM guided bombs. Something like a short-range rocket will cause more fire with something like a JDAM, you will get a lot of blast energy and not as much energy wasted in heat or fire or light. There were some characteristics with the Palestinians killed in the strike that have led me to believe that there was a lot more fire that came from the impact than just pure blast energy. Others agreed, saying that photos from the scene showed it very clearly was hit by a rolling fireball. And the most plausible cause for that is rocket fuel consistent with the Israeli military's explanation that a rocket misfired. Photos shown were not consistent with an airstrike and are not consistent with claims that 500-plus people were killed. So there's more coming out on this, but basically it looks like it was the parking lot that was hit based on all the evidence that's coming out as of this point. All right, we got 30 minutes of nonstop talk coming up. Uh, our buddy, Dr. E.J. Antoni, is going to be here. We're going to switch the economy for a moment, the latest on the speaker's race. So much more. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. 
Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.